0: Hello, and it's time for another episode of Vipers Voices, the podcast from the Desert Vipers, a side playing in the DP World ILT20 in the UAE. And this time we have an interview with Netherlands all-rounder Bas de Leder. Bas was with MI Emirates in season one of the tournament, but he's been snapped up by the Vipers for the second edition and arrives as one of the most exciting young talents in the game. Bass is in India for the ICC Cricket World Cup, having played a key role in helping his country qualify for the tournament for the first time since 2011, and he gives us his thoughts on that, as well as his excitement at becoming a viper. It's a terrific chat with one of the brightest stars in the cricketing firmament, and it's one you won't want to miss. 2023 has been quite a year for Bass. After taking part in the inaugural edition of the ILT 20, he was then handed a first county contract in England by Durham, who went on to secure promotion to Division 1 of the first class setup under Bass's former Netherlands coach, Ryan Campbell in the midst of that promotion campaign, Bass then headed to Zimbabwe to play for the Dutch in the Cricket World Cup qualifier and it was during that tournament that he first heard about the Vipers' interest in securing his services. It means he'll be linking up with members of the Vipers coaching staff who he also worked with during the Men's 100 tournament in England when he was part of the Northern Superchargers squad. Yeah, I knew uh, there was some interest from from other
1: teams to sign me and Desert Vipers was was high on the list and I'm I'm really glad to have joined this team and to be working with James Foster and Neil McKenzie, who I've been working with at the Superchargers as well, which is which is very good.
0: Bass's previous experience of the ILT20 means he'll be arriving in January knowing what to expect and he's looking forward to getting involved after really enjoying his first taste of the tournament. For me it was
1: my it was my first franchise tournament that I was going to be a part of so I was I was kind of nervous going into it but I think from what I saw in that month was a very high standard of cricket uh, I think all teams were very competitive even if it was their first season or it was obviously the first season for everyone but yeah very competitive high level cricket and for me I didn't play too much and to still have learnt the amount of things that I have I think was, was very valuable for me and, and something that I hopefully am going to take into my into my cricket career, career in the future, but yeah, it was it was amazing to be a part, a part of, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to being part of the next one as well.
0: And he can't wait to start work with the experienced, high-quality squad the Vipers have assembled, including fellow new recruits Shaheen Shah Shadab Khan, and Azam Khan. You know, the, these guys have have so much
1: experience playing, and they 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 understand the game so well, and it's going to be a treat to to, to train with them. Hopefully play a couple of games with them, but just to be
0: around them, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be amazing. But before that, of course, there's the small matter of the ICC Cricket World Cup in India, a tournament which Baz helped the Netherlands reach for the first time in 12 years, thanks to a stunning all-round display in the winner-takes-all game against Scotland, where he scored a brilliant hundred after earlier really capturing a five-wicket haul. And he's quietly optimistic the Dutch can make waves during the tournament. I think as as the dutch team we've we've played a
1: lot of good cricket over the last year and a half i'd say and i think if we if we continue playing the way we have played and you know if we can if we can play our best cricket i reckon we've got a chance to, to win games i'm just really looking forward to, to going out there and, and showing everyone what, what we can do and how far we've come as a group and yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully win some games.
0: That's Bas DeLayne, and he's up next here on Vipers Voices. Bas, thank you very much indeed for joining us and uh, welcome to the Desert Vipers. I guess the first question has to be, how did the switch from MI Emirates come about?
1: Thanks. Yeah, I think I think it was during the qualifiers that I that I heard from my Emirates that I was going to be released and and not be retained for next season, which was obviously disappointing at the time, but yeah, I knew uh there was some interest from from other teams to sign me and then, you know, speaking to my agent about the options, I think Desert Vipers was was high on the list and I'm I'm really glad to have joined this team and to be working with James Foster and Neil McKenzie who I've been working with at the superchargers
0: as well, which is which is very good. Well, this is the latest part of an amazing year for you. There's obviously the first edition of the ILT 20 which you took part in for mi Emirates. Then you've got a Durham contract with your former Netherlands coach, Ryan Campbell. There was the ICC Cricket World Cup qualifier in Zimbabwe, helping the Netherlands to the World Cup for, I think, the first time since 2011. Promotion back to the top division of the county championship with Durham, playing in the 100 for the Northern Superchargers. Now you're off to the Cricket World Cup in India. Goodness me, let's unpack all that bit by bit. First of all, what were your impressions of the inaugural ILT20?
1: Yeah, for me it was my it was my first franchise tournament that I was going to be a part of, so I was I was kind of nervous going into it. But I think from what I saw in that month was a very high standard of cricket. Uh, I think all teams were very competitive, even if it was their first season. It was obviously the first season for everyone, but yeah, very competitive, high level cricket. And for me, I didn't play too much, and to still have learned the amount of things that I have, I think, was, was very valuable for me and, and something that I hopefully am going to take into my cricket into my career in the future. But yeah, it was, it was amazing to be a part of and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to being part of the next one as well.
0: What was it like to be in a dressing room with Kyron Pollard, Nicholas Puran, Trent Bolt, Dwayne Bravo, legends of the game and certainly legends of the short form of the game?
1: Yeah, um, it was amazing. You know, if if someone had said to me that a, a year ago I would have been in that position, I, I wouldn't have believed them. So for me, it was a it was a real yeah opportunity to learn, and I think I, I tried to make the most of it. You know, speaking speaking to those guys about the way how they how they go about their cricket and and you know what they are working on because they they might be legends of the game, but they're still trying to improve, which was the which was a cool thing to to learn about them. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely
0: an amazing experience for me. Did the tournament play out as you expected it to? Because uh, seamers were crucial in the end. The the ball swung quite a bit. Pitches got tired. Of course, the Gulf Giants beat the Desert Vipers uh, in the final. Did the tournament happen as you expected it to? I think that's tough to say. I,
1: I I wasn't sure what I was expecting, what was going to happen. Obviously, it being the first season and... All, all the teams being new, coaching staff being new. I think it would have been difficult to predict what has happened. But I think in the end, you know, the Desert Vipers and the Gulf Giants were probably the two strongest sides. And I think they were, you know, they deserve to be in the final. And then once you get there, anything can happen. So, yeah, I think I think it was tough to predict last
0: year, to be honest. And how did County Cricket then come about after the ILT20?
1: So, Yeah. Obviously, Ryan Campbell signed for Durham in, I think it was November or December, and he was always quite keen for me to come in or to, to go and play county cricket, and obviously with him signing for a county, that that opened up an opportunity. I then started talking to, to him and started talking to Marcus North, who's the DOC of, of Durham, and basically from then... I think it was it was mid mid ILT20 that I put pen to paper so you know it, it it happened over a a little bit of time but it was it was nice to sort of get that clarity during the ILT20 to know what I was going to do next summer.
0: And how much of a learning curve has it been playing county cricket for the first time, you know, day in day out cricket turning up a full-time professional cricketer on the county circuit?
1: Yeah, massive learning curve. You know, I I think for me personally having not played that much red ball cricket in my career I think it's 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 been a a nice challenge to try and adapt my game to the to the longer format you know batting and bowling which has been yeah which is, is has been really nice and then obviously you know playing the d 20 blast I think it has been an incredible experience for me as well the level of cricket there is is so high and I've I've really
0: enjoyed my my first year and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next year as well has it been good for your physical and cricketing development to play so much cricket? Because you know, I've heard stories over the years about people complaining about county cricket because they say there's just too much of it. But from your perspective, uh, was it a case of uh, not really enough? Yeah, I can, I can understand the people that say
1: it might be too much cricket, to be honest. I think it's it, it, obviously it's my first year, so I'm, I'm really excited and I wanted to play every game. I think I've got lucky with a couple of games that I was rested or didn't get picked, so it it kind of like broke up the season nicely for me. But I think especially for my for my cricketing part, um, it's been it's been really good. Like I said, trying to adjust my my game to the red ball game and and thinking about the game in a different
0: way has been has been really cool and and something that I've really enjoyed. Now let's move ahead to the ICC Cricket World Cup qualifier in Zimbabwe that happened in the middle of the year. You took the headlines in that must-win game against Scotland that sealed qualification for the Netherlands with five wickets and a hundred in that uh, encounter. What are your memories of that game?
1: I think most of the memories are from from after the game. The, we we had such a nice sort of team celebration after the game, which are which I will remember for a very long time. But I think you know near the end when. We had lost a couple of wickets in the second innings and we were under pressure to chase it down in a certain amount, of, uh, certain amount of overs. Near the end, Sakip came in and we just had a lot of fun betting together and it kind of took the took the pressure off us, I think. And that's that's something that I'll remember for a long time as well.
0: Just the enjoyment we had betting together and, and, and trying to chase down that score. Is it true you insisted when you joined Durham you had to play in the Cricket World Cup qualifier?
1: Yeah, I... Um, you know, I've I've great pride in representing the Netherlands, and I knew this was this was coming up, and it was going to clash with the English season. So before I signed, I I made clear to Marcus North that I
0: wanted to to be able to play in the qualifiers, and, and luckily they they allowed me to talk to us about the ICC Cricket World Cup Super League, Bas. Do you think you'd be here now without it?
1: Definitely not. I think the, the ICC Cricket World Cup Super League has is, is given us as the Netherlands so much you know as a as a young group of players most of most of us very inexperienced still to get the opportunity to play against I think it was nine other or eight other top 13 teams in the world was was amazing for our our development as a group and as individuals and I think as as a group, as well, that the confidence that we or the confidence and the learnings that we took from those games were, were massive and played a massive part in qualifying for India.
0: After that uh, ICC Cricket World Cup qualifier in Zimbabwe, you played in the 100 with uh, James Foster as coach, who's obviously coach of the Desert Vipers, Neil McKenzie, the batting coach, he's uh, at the Desert Vipers as well. How was that experience?
1: Really cool. I unfortunately did not get to play a game, which was a shame but we 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 trained a lot you know the guys were the group was awesome to be around which was which was great but then to to link up with with James and Neil was amazing and I think you know in franchise cricket you have a lot of different coaches a lot of different franchises and as a player it might be hard to to work on your game while you while you're at a franchise or at a tournament and I think to be able to to have been with James and Neil at the hundred, and to now be at the ILT20 with them is is massive for my development, and hopefully
0: the continuity of the of the coaching is is going to help me in that as well. And of course, at the Northern Superchargers too was uh, was Adam Hose. Had, had you met him before the the hundred? Had you had much to do with him? And have you have you now um, established yourself as uh, as good friends ahead of the ILT20?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I I saw him once actually. I think it was the the week after the draft where Darren played Worcester, and we were both we both weren't in the in the playing eleven of the four days. So I was uh, I went to the gym and met him for the first time, which was which was nice. And then obviously during the hundred, you spend so much time with with every every single player. So got to know him then, and you know he's a really nice guy. So I look I look forward
0: to spending some more time with him and um, the UAE. And of course, you've, you've spent your, your, your summer playing alongside uh, another Desert Vipers recruit, Michael Jones at Durham. What can you tell us about him?
1: Personality-wise, he's a, he's a very nice guy, a very kind guy. I think he'll get along with... He's one of those guys who'll get along with everyone. And then as a cricketer, he, he's a very versatile cricketer. Opening batsman obviously plays the longer format well, but then I've seen him play some proper knocks in T20s as well making use of their power play, and and he, he really hits the ball hard. So, yeah, obviously a fellow associate cricket player, so I'm, I'm really excited to see how he
0: goes. And what about the Desert Vipers squad, uh, Bass Shaheen Sharafridi, Shadab Khan, Azam Khan. You must be pinching yourself uh, at the prospect of playing alongside people like that. 100%. You know, the, these guys have, have so
1: much experience playing and they 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 understand the game so well. And it's going to be a treat to, to to train with them. Hopefully, play a couple of games with them, but just to be around them, and you know, hopefully, I'll I'll get to speak to them during the World Cup. Maybe some of them, um, which will be nice. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be amazing.
0: What do you see your role as at the Desert Vipers? Uh, uh, where would you like to bat, and uh, and what role would you like to see for yourself with the ball?
1: There's always going to be a, a difference in what I would want, I think, and what the coaches see me as but I've worked a lot on playing that finisher role with the bats so coming in later in the innings and and trying to close out the innings with a couple of a couple of maximums which I've really enjoyed and hopefully can continue doing that for the Vipers and then you know with the ball looking at the squad we've got we've got so so much talent in the pace department so if I can be in and around there and, and ball a couple overs in the middle or
0: close out at the death that would be where I'd see myself play best I was going to say that's something you've been working on quite a bit over the last couple of years isn't it your ability to bowl at the death and the changes of pace as well
1: yeah you know it's 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 so important in T20s and also in 50 over cricket so the batsmen are are finding more and more ways to score runs and I think as bowlers we we can't stay behind and and not try and further our game so it's been fun to to sort of work on a lot of variations and and whatnot and and trying to stay, to try and stay one step ahead of the betters.
0: It's a chance as well, of course. We've mentioned Neil McKenzie and we've mentioned James Foster. And uh, as you said, continuity with working with those guys uh, again at the ILT 20, but a chance as well to work with uh, Azam Mahmood, who's very highly regarded as a a seam bowling coach as well.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, I feel like that's why these tournaments are so good because you, you know, you have fuse from from guys who've not only coached at, at this tournament but also in other tournaments and have have so many experience from their playing career and, and, and a guy like Azam Mahmood is, you know, someone who's who's been there and done that. So yeah, from the from the bowling side of things, it's it's it, that's going to be a, a really nice guy to work with. Hopefully, I haven't met him yet.
0: Have you had a, a great deal to do with uh, either uh, either Tom Moody or James Foster in terms of them speaking to you since you were drafted?
1: Yeah, they've they've sent me messages now and then. You know, obviously James was around at hundred, and and Tom was, I think, the DOC of uh, Oval Invincible. So, you know, you you see them here and there, and they've they've sent me some messages after we got promoted with Durham, and after my knock in the in the qualifiers so yeah a little bit of contact here and there but but not too much yet
0: the squad has plenty of all-rounders. There's Tom Curran, who uh, you mentioned the Oval Invincibles. There, he played that incredible knock in in the final to uh, get his side uh, across the line there in that uh, hundred tournament. Ali Nazir, the young UAE all-rounder, Rowan Mustafa, the off-spinning all-rounder for the UAE as well. There's there's plenty of all-round ability there uh, as, uh, alongside yourself, isn't there?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, from my side of things, you can never have. You can never have too many all-rounders in a squad. They can help you out in the bowling or the betting department. But yeah, it, 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 it seems like a, a very all-round stro- uh, strong squad anyway. You know, we've we've almost got every every basis covered. So a guy like Tom Karen, obviously I'm I'm looking forward to to being around and trying to trying to learn from his experience, but then also to to train with Ali Nazir, the young UAE guy, and Rohan Mustafa to see them again after after playing against against them
0: uh, a lot of times will be will be nice. Yeah, the UAE of course is no mystery to you. You've played a lot of cricket here, so I guess in that respect, and in addition, obviously, with your time with MI Emirates, you know what to expect, don't you? From conditions, it's not going to be it's not going to be something new.
1: Yeah, I think I've 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 always enjoyed playing in the UAE, especially when the sun sets and it, it's not quite as hot. I enjoy it even more. But yeah, obviously having played, you know, a lot of bilateral series, but also uh, a World Cup in, in 2021, I, I kind of know the conditions and yeah, I, I, I love playing there.
0: Now, last year, I seem to recall, you played in the T10 before the ILT20. Is your plan to do that again or, or perhaps take a break, given that it'll be off the back of the, the, the Cricket World Cup?
1: Yeah, that's that's something me and my agent are speaking about at the moment, you know, obviously Coming from a long summer and then finishing off with the World Cup, we'll have to see where my body's at, you know, because I I do want to be be ready for the ILT twenty and not yeah not play the T uh, ten and then almost you know have have not had a break before the ILT twenty. So it's something I'm I'm speaking about with my manager and with Darm at the moment to to see where I'm at. But yeah, as a cricketer, obviously you want to play as much as you can, but. Sometimes you gotta you gotta be you gotta be honest with yourself and
0: and decline. I have to ask you, Bas. Obviously, because uh, the next thing on the agenda is the the Cricket World Cup, a magnificent achievement by the Netherlands to get there. What are your expectations of the tournament? A
1: tough one. I think as as the Dutch team, we've we've played a lot of good cricket over the last year and a half, I'd say. And I think if we if we continue. Playing the way we have played, and you know, if we can if we can play our best cricket, I reckon we've got a chance to to win games. But like cricket is, you know, it takes it takes one brilliant performance from uh, the team you're facing, or it needs you know it takes one bad game from us to, to lose a game. So it's a tough one to say. I'm just really looking forward to to going out there and, and showing everyone what what we can do and how far we've come as a group. And
0: yeah, uh, hopefully hopefully win some games it's a great showcase as you say for Dutch cricket because that World Cup Super League over the last couple of years, it really has brought a, a, a whole group of young Dutch players to the fore, hasn't it? And it, it's it's really given the, the game in the Netherlands a, a heck of a kick start and, and this will do even more, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. It's almost like fast forward uh fast forwarded a, a couple of careers, especially from us from us younger guys and you know the the opportunities we got so early as you know I'm, I'm 23 years old, there's a, a lot of guys younger than me, we, we all have learned from, and to be able to to now go and play nine games again against the, the top nine teams in the world is is amazing, and you know something that other guys uh, from other countries
0: might never get that chance. Bass, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thanks so much for uh, being with us on Vipers Voices. And we look forward to seeing how you get on in the World Cup. And we also look forward to seeing you here in the UAE in uh, January for the start of the second uh, season of the uh, DP World ILT20. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm also very
1: much looking forward to the World Cup and then joining up with the Vipers camp.
0: Buster Leder, the Netherlands All-Rounder, all set for the ICC Cricket World Cup in India, before he links up with the Desert Vipers for the second season of the DP World ILT20. And that's all for another episode. If you have any comments on the podcast, then please feel free to get in touch with us at media at thedesertvipers.com. That's media at desertvipers.com. And remember, you can follow the team and get all the latest news as the build-up to Season 2 continues by hunting up the Desert Vipers on all the major social media channels and by visiting the website, thedesertvipers.com. We'll be back with more Desert Vipers chat soon, but for now, this is Brian Murgatroyd, and as ever, thanks so much for listening.